0: work on Mondays. Then you'd beef about Tuesdays. Bear gave him an elbow in the rib. Corrigan flipped the sweat off his glass into Bear's eyes. They both grinned. They sat drinking and chewing the fat amiably. It lasted until six o'clock, when the bartender switched the TV over the bar to the six o'clock news. At the newsman's first comment, Corrigan and Bear stopped drinking to listen. The New York Court of Appeals today ordered the release from Sing Sing of life-termers Gerard Alstrom and Frank Grant. Invoking the recent Miranda decision of the United States Supreme Court, the Court of Appeals held that the confessions of the pair had not been admissible evidence because the defendants had not been informed of their rights of silence and to legal counsel at the time of their original interrogation by the police. In its decision, the court slammed the door on all possibility of a new trial by throwing out the conviction. Corrigan cursed. Bear said, Shut up, will you?" I sent them up. Let's get this. Four years and one week ago today, Gerard Alstrom and Frank Grant, then-nineteen-year-old roommates at Columbia University, were convicted of the sex-and-thrill murder of co-ed Audrey Marsh. The sensational highlight of the trial was the admission of the boys' signed confessions, in which the defendants, both rated near-geniuses with IQs in the 180s, stated that their sole motive in the murder had been to commit the perfect crime as an intellectual exercise. After trying unsuccessfully to have the confessions barred on the ground that they were obtained by police coercion, the defense switched tactics and attempted to get a verdict of not guilty by reason of insanity. Found guilty of murder in the first degree, the youths were first sentenced to death. The sentences were commuted to life imprisonment when New York State abolished the death penalty. Three appeals were rejected by the state's high court prior to this fourth and finally successful one. Another sensation during the trial was the revelation that the beautiful 18-year-old victim's real name was Audrey Martello, and that she was the daughter of Joseph Marty Martello, alleged gang lord and officer in the Cosa Nostra. Presumably, Miss Martello had enrolled at the university under a false name to avoid publicity. The newscaster went to another item, and the bartender turned the sound down. A stout man near Corrigan and Bear gave the rest of the customers the benefit of a derisive snort. They were a hell of a lot safer in Sing Sing, he announced. Marty Martello ain't about to let his daughter's killers get off the rap. Five'll get you ten. They're both found dead in an alley by next Sunday. A man in a loud sports jacket said, And if Martello doesn't get him, Harry Barber will. There was a profile in Sports Illustrated last month said Harry's still carrying a torch for Martello's kid. Harry Barber, early Vietnam War hero, currently star halfback for the New York Cougars, had been engaged to Audrey Martello at the time of the murder. The comment brought back to Corrigan's memory the scene in the MOS squad room when he had brought the handcuffed killers in. Harry Barber had been waiting there. With a roar like a gorilla, the young athlete had sprung forward to grip their throats and beat their heads together like a pair of coconuts. At the time, Barber had just made first string halfback on the Columbia Lions and weighed a solid 220. Three detectives had been unable to pull him loose. The handcuffed killers had both been unconscious when Corrigan, in desperation, knocked Barber cold with karate smashes alongside his bull neck. Cynical comments about the release of Alstrom and Grant were running up and down the bar. There was general agreement with the stout man and the man in the loud jacket. The only differences that developed revolved about which would get to the released killers first, Martello or Harry Barber. The odds seemed to favor Martello, who had professionalism in such matters going for him. I wouldn't be in their shoes for all the red guards in China, Chuck Bear said. Not with those two after em. Not just those two, Corrigan grunted. Alstrom and Grant have more than Martello and Barbara to worry about. We got ten times the usual crank mail during the trial, threatening to kill them if they weren't convicted. I don't remember when public indignation in this town ran so high. Some kook may decide to burn them in the name of justice. Poetic justice, Bear said. Those two killed that girl for kicks. If that isn't kooky, I don't know what is. You sound as if you like to do it yourself.